calling all my island women with big dreams in your heart, ambitious goals, and a purpose that's been left untapped. Welcome home. You're in the right place. Welcome to Beyond the Reef podcast with me, Uilani Tewang. My intention is to empower you to get unstuck, find your voice, and create a life of purpose. From mindset and money to marriage for the driven island woman, will inspire you to draw from the mother and ancestral wisdom deep within so you can go beyond the barriers you think are keeping you captive. I want to help you completely rewrite your future. I know you have everything inside of you. You are ready to tap into a life that you once believed was impossible. As a wahine, as a wife, as a mom, as a powerful businesswoman, you are ready to go next level to create the life of your dreams, to take ownership of your cash flow, and to create a freedom that other people say you can't have, to be the person you've always known you could be, not settling for anything less. It's time to go beyond the reef. All right, welcome back to another episode. I am so excited because I have a guest that I've been wanting to have on this podcast for a while. For whatever reason, timing wasn't right, but I feel like in this season, this is the perfect person to be chatting with because she brings not just a lot of experience, but vibrancy and community and just inspires so many of you. I don't really have to give her an introduction because I don't know who doesn't follow this incredible wahine, but I want to give her a proper one. So let me just share that our special guest is actually Malika Dudley, who is a graduate at the University of Hawaii at Manoa, where she was the Regent Scholar. She attended Mississippi State University, where she earned her certification in meteorology. Malika is a Pacific Century Fellow that earned a mural award SPJ, which I'm sure she'll share with us a little bit more about what that is, journalism award, and two Emmy nominations for her reporting. The former Miss Hawaii has nearly 15 years of experience in media. She grew her career at KGMB 9 first in 2007, works for Hawaii News Now, America Now, was chief meteorologist for Maui Now, Big Island Now, and most recently weather anchor Wahine, fabulous, extraordinaire for KITV4 Island News. Malika was voted best on Maui Instagram two years in a row. She hopes that her influence helps to inspire those around her to be their best selves and recognize that we are all more similar than we are different. This is so amazing. And I'm so grateful that you're here. So welcome. Thank you so much. You can shorten that bio, by the way. Um, no, I <laughs> you don't want have to all, say all that. that stuff. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just like, she's a wife, she's a mom, and she does this. Like, this is amazing. And I just want to know a little bit, kind of like where you grew up. I know you always say, I'm from the Big Island. So will you just kind of take us back to like, where did you become this ambitious, you know, woman that just checks off these incredible life goals? Well, gosh, that's a loaded question. Okay, so... (laughs) Let's rewind. Um, Both of my parents are achievers. Like they are go-getters, goal-getters, whatever you, however you want to say it. They are both, um, they were both professors at UH Hilo. So that's how we ended up in Hilo because my parents aren't from Hawaii, but I was born and raised here. And so were all of my, my siblings. 
And my mother, she developed her steadfastness and just, I guess, desire and, and joie de vivre, if you will. My mother speaks French. She's from Algeria, which is basically a third world country I've been, and it's, it's scary there. Mm -hmm. And she grew up in a place where women were looked down upon, were harassed, were, you know, she didn't grow up in a place where she had freedoms and she did it anyway. So Mm -hmm. she wasn't supposed to wear pants. She wore pants. She wasn't supposed to ride a bike. She rode a bike. You know, she wasn't supposed to be smart. Well, she got straight A's and people would spread rumors and say, it's only because she's, you know, sleeping with this person or that person, or, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the kind of environment that my mother grew up in. And so knowing this about my mother, I think I've always felt gratitude for the things that I have growing up. My dad, um, you know, just also a, a big achiever. He He's a tsunami expert, like a world-renowned tsunami expert. But they both always told us like, we got straight A's, we were this, we were that. And, and so I didn't know any other way. And I kind of, I, I see it as a, that there is a good and a bad side to this now that I'm older, right? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I've been on autopilot for so long. I look back and I go, oh, well, it's so cool that I did get to achieve so many different things and check off all these things off of my my list, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, your bucket list. But on the other hand, I don't know. I wish I didn't have so much of a focus on, on achieving. Got it. And that I was able to balance a little more you know, uh, character and I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it now that I have children. And I think anyone who's listening, who's a mother, um, or a father, you know, that your, your perspective shifts once you have children and you're like, what are my values? I don't think I ever really identified my values when I was growing up. And Mm -hmm. so now that I'm going, Whoa, snap out of it. (laughs) What really makes life? What really will make me happy? What really will bring me joy? And then if we are happy and joyful and doing what, uh, what our purpose is on this planet, something that brings us like fires us up and makes us passionate and like a, a whole, whole complete person. Um, mm-hmm. I think Brene Brown calls it living wholeheartedly yes. that then that translates to our relationships, not just in our ohana, but also our, our friendships and our partnerships and our work relationships. And I am going way off on a tangent here. No, I'm, I'm here for it. And you know, <laughs> I, this is why I love to just pull out stories and because there's with so much wisdom within the life that you've lived and the things that you're uncovering in, in real time. And I'll just be super honest, like from an outside perspective, when someone picks up your Instagram or someone comes to your social media or just sees you out in the public eye, I always looked at you as like, this girl has it all. Like she has it all figured out. She just radiates and she's just doing so well. So it's good to get the little behind the scenes of like, we all have things that we work through and whatnot. So I appreciate, I appreciate that. My, um, my other question for you was really about like confidence. Because that's maybe the number one thing 
that I've seen from you is that you're able to just exude this confidence. Where does that come from, Sis? I don't know. So I, I actually reflect on this um, mm-hmm. quite often, especially before COVID when we were kind of out and about and doing things. Um, uh, so for example, I love to sing. I love it, love it, love it. I wish I could make a career in music. Um, but you know, I have so much, I'm a multi-passionate person. And so I have so many other things going on that, you know, we are not really able to focus on that, but music is a really big part of my Ohana's life. My husband Mm -hmm. also plays and sings. And I often kind of reflect right before I go out on stage at how nervous I am. And I'm literally shaking. I'm like hyperventilating. I'm wondering like, why did I say I would do this? And it makes me think, why did I say yes to this? <laughs> Wait, like rewind. And maybe, maybe it's just a matter of the fact that I, I don't know. I just say yes. I just say yes. And then I deal with the consequences. <laughs> yeah. And I love that because we can sit and overanalyze versus just taking the leap and seeing what happens and what happens has happened to you in your life has been pretty incredible. So I obviously am going to link everything, you know, in the show notes, but I was taking a look at her beautiful new website that our, you know, our mutual friend Tia created, and it's on communificationpodcast.com. And there's this beautiful timeline of all of the, you know, pivotal moments in Malika's life. And from becoming a mother to becoming Miss Hawaii, and, you know, even some, some moments that brought her to started teaching CPR classes and whatnot. So, you know, within your life of saying yes, taking the leap and, you know, all of these beautiful things happening happened. What are some of the things you'd like to share as far as like calling? Because you talk about discovering your purpose. Do you believe that everyone has a calling on their life? And how are, how do you know when you are in flow with your calling? Okay, let's see. Hmm. I'm not sure I I knew what my calling was for a very long time. I just kind of was like, oh, I want to do this. Okay, I'll do it. And, um, And people always told me that they admired that in me. And that's how I've been about love even, you know, and dating. I'd just be like, I give you my whole heart. (laughs) You know, I do everything like 150%. Um, But I think it was doing a Blue Zones uh, purpose workshop with Kaimana Brummel, who's Mm -hmm. one of my best friends, and you know her as well, you know, Manawahine, like doing fabulous things in the community. Um, And she led this workshop and there were these cards and you had to go through the cards and to identify your gifts. And I don't know, there was just something about going through that. You can actually get these on Amazon, I think. Um, And seeing like you you got it down to five cards Mm -hmm. and then, and then you only had to pick two, I think. And that's hard for a multi-passionate. Yeah, it was really (laughs) difficult. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Yeah. And that kind of helped me to hone in. I've always known that I love, I love to teach. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm passionate about helping others. I'm passionate about, um, well, and also identifying what you're good at, you know, that I've always said that I hate writing. So I'm a terrible writer. And then I realized I'm actually not a terrible writer. And why do I think that I hate writing? 
And so kind of having to unpack also your limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. is a part of finding your passion. And so it's been a really interesting process. I know you were saying that like, if people come to my social, they, they might get an impression of like, you know, this perfect life, but I also try to really balance it out with, um, showing the not so perfect side, showing the struggles. Like I will cry on my Instagram. And I know that some people probably roll their eyes at that, but, but I don't care because I want people to see all sides of my life, especially because that has also evolved to be not just space where my family and friends go, but I have people that write to me to tell me how I impact their lives, you know, how I inspire them. And so now there's like this extra layer of responsibility on top of it. And being a public figure, I've always kind of felt that, but this, we call it a mass personal platform. So Mm -hmm. it's private, but it's also public. Totally. Yeah. And actually my first episode, which I just released is all about this. And you'll learn from Dr. Spotswood about how social media is impacting us. And then I have Jessica G from the bucket list family, who's a mega influencer and we talk it all out, you know, but, um, yeah, it's just it finding your passion is not an easy thing and yet it's very very easy. <laughs> that is the worst and you're way just to gonna try it. multiple things. It's not the first thing that you pick up, you know, like you've gone through so many different seasons of your life and I think that's amazing that that's what life is about, right? It's just trying all the things and having a full experience. That's what I tell the kids when I go to career days. I I'm like if at your age, if I could rewind, I wouldn't rewind because everybody is who they are because of what they've been through. But if I could Mm -hmm. right now in sixth to eighth grade, that would be when I would be trying everything, everything. And this is not just exploring careers. This is, you know, culturally, um, activities, um, talking to different people. And that was actually one of the things that I I did. And that I also recommend to the, our pageant contestants when they're prepping for interview is talk to as many people as you can have an open mind, be open, not just to listening to people, but taking it in learning critical thinking, like really thinking through all of these different things and then try it, do it. And if you hate it, great. It's actually a wonderful thing to hate something. Now, you know, (laughs) I love that. So obviously communication, I was going to say communication because I love the saying that it's so fun. (laughs) Communication is so, you know, it's, it's one of your passions. It's what you're great at. And it's not just about, you know, obviously performing or just speaking, but having interactions with people. Because I think in this world of like, yes, social media is so great and you use it in such a beautiful way, but it also can be very disconnecting with people. Like we don't allow ourselves to connect the way that I feel like we did when there really wasn't social media. So talk to, I mean, just kind of share like, why is communication, the skill of communication so important right now, especially like you as a mother, but you as a community figure and just in this world right now that we find ourselves? Communication is key. That's what makes the entire world go round. It's when we communicate, that's how we build bridges. That's how we build our relationships. And it's so important to, to learn communication skills. 
It's something that we didn't grow up learning. Just like, I know you are a huge proponent for financial literacy. These are things that we need our children to learn. And we, as 30, 40 year olds or whatever, um, we didn't get that education. And so now we're like playing catch up, you know? And so, you know, communication, it, it, that's a really loaded question because it infiltrates every single part of our lives, mm-hmm. every single part, our partnership, our, our relationship with our children, our relationships with our colleagues, our relationships. And these are all face-to-face relationships that I'm talking about. But when you add on that layer of computer mediated communication now, which is still new, You know, Mm -hmm. like we are still navigating this. Our children have grown up in this world and I don't think that they have the skills to communicate properly. You know, they need to be taught. We, we need to, to learn and grow with this space. We grew up with it, not really knowing what was happening. (laughs) Right. Like, how does this button and where does this go? Yeah, totally. Right. And also just mentally, right. We didn't know, we went through this process of like my space and, you know, (laughs) like, you know, now Instagram, Facebook, and you kind of can, you can look back. I remember, for example, I remember like distinctly my husband saying when I got out of news the first time, Malika, this is how you build your brand. And I was like, oh, what even is that? Like, I don't even understand what that is. This was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, so I did, I tried my best to quote unquote, build my brand. And what that meant for me was, was posting and engaging with my audience. And then the algorithm changed and I fell into wanting to post whatever would gain traction. And I feel like that's where I lost myself a little bit. I think I was still myself. And we actually talk about this in the first episode as well, where Dr. Spotswood says like, don't get too down on yourself about, you know, being authentic or not. And your work self versus your branded self versus your personal self, because it's all a part of who you are. But when I reflect on it, I am a little disappointed in like the, the way, why it was happening, even though I totally understand it because I, I was a business, like my brand is my business and building my brand was very important. Mm -hmm. Um, and you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Then when you know it, you can do that. I'm learning from this conversation for sure. Cause I always teeter on like personal and then business and then, uh, yeah, yeah, totally continue says this is amazing. Yeah. And so for example, and I hired, okay, I hired someone. So I was guided into this, but, um, I hired someone, which is a big cue because so many of you are trying to build businesses. So like, yeah, you don't have to figure this out on your own. Get help. Okay. Yes. Um, and, but at the time, I, I don't know if we had as, as much, you know, it's also balancing like a marketing person giving you guidance and then a communication person giving you guidance mm-hmm. because I think it's good to have both. And then you, you center on your values and then you can push out something that really is, um, you, 
and what you want to present to the world and how you want to present it for whatever your goal is, right? So now I've been, I, I have identified personally that I want to inspire people. But back then, this person was guiding me and they're like all about the numbers. It was just about the numbers. So it was like, okay, well, at what time are people on your social? So we look up that. And then um, what are the tags, you know, that you need to, which are all, you know, important with um, marketing, but then it got to like, okay, well, what kind of content are people, um, you know, vibing with? And it was like bikinis. <laughs> and so I started posting like a lot of bikini shots, which I'm totally comfortable with that. Yeah, okay. Like yeah. there's nothing wrong with posting a bikini shot. And you know what? I, I like, okay, I, I, I was influenced now that you said that I remember trying out Oh, what was this workout class? The bar one. Because <laughs> I saw one of your pictures. And I was like, this is amazing. Like postpartum. Yes, I'm here for it. But totally. Yes. So actually, that is one of those things that I kind of look back on. I'm like, I think I may, I could have done that differently based on what I know now. And after now having like identified my values and also knowing more about communication. So mm -hmm. I also have an expert coming on soon and I'm hoping Anuhea will be the guest um, to discuss this expert. This expert is Dr. Farduli and she talks about body image and social media. And after learning more about that, um, like I'm going to cry. I don't want to influence people in a negative way. And so I don't want anyone to like, look at me and that, like, I was able to get out of my postpartum body in this many, uh, many months, you know? Um, and so, you know, I don't want people to compare themselves and then feel badly and for this to backfire. And mm -hmm. so I kind of look back on that and I go, like, maybe I could have done it or presented it in a little bit of a different way. Not that people, nobody was saying that to me, right? This is right. just my personal, like my, going back to my values now and going, Ooh, Hmm. Like maybe I shouldn't have done a before and after, you know, like before and afters research shows can be detrimental to people. Mm -hmm. You know, they can be detrimental to them, to, uh, anxiety wise, depression wise, um, their self-worth. And so I, I think back to that on like, how could I have done that differently? I remember I posted and I was like super like shocked, but also kind of proud that a week later, if I just squeezed my abs, it looked like I was never pregnant. And I posted that and I'm like, why did I do that? You know? And I, I, I don't know why, like I, I you know, you, whatever <laughs> it is what it is, but I think back on that and I'm like, mm, I'm not super proud of that moment because I probably could have posted something different. Granted, it got a lot of likes and it probably got a lot of shares, but who cares? Because now my values don't guide me to do that. They guide me to do different things. And so that would be my own one little like cautionary tale is that it's, it's okay. It's okay to post the bikini shot and be proud of your body and to, right. you know, um, be proud that you can balance all of these things in your life. That's awesome. But, you know, also, um, yeah, just centering back, centering back and always coming from that, like your naal, you know, like that, that centering place. I love that so much. And I'll just let you know, it inspired me, but I totally, totally hear what you're saying about the flip side of, because no one knows like where your headspace was and we can't compare to like, you know, the support that maybe you have that maybe others don't have. And so, yeah, I love that. Now I want to know about thesis baby because I see it and it's such a big, 
you know, moment in your life because you, you talk about it, you post about it. It's your 16 year, you know, journey to have your degree in this space where you explain how huge that is and what that means for you. Yes. Okay. So 16 years ago, I started my master's program and, and then I ran for Miss Hawaii. I didn't win. And then I ran again and I ended up capturing the title. And so at the time, well, actually they still do this. They say, this is your job. You need to, you know, focus only on this and it's a job, but it's a non-paying job. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that was probably the, the hardest year, the most wonderful and also hardest year of my life. Um, that year on my taxes, it said that my income was $10,000. Um, so I was like below poverty level. And I remember feeling like there were nights where I was like, can you invite me to an event so that I can eat? Mm. And my parents ended up buying a place so that I could live somewhere for free because I couldn't afford to, um, rent mm -hmm. <laughs> anywhere. And so it was really a super strange time in my life. I was driving a Mercedes Benz because that's what you get for a year. And yet I could barely feed myself. Um, and after that year, I just felt so like, oh, I, I just need a job. You know, I just need to like get some money so that I'm not struggling here. Right. And so I started teaching and I taught French to elementary school students from kindergarten to fifth grade. I had 350 students wow. and I, I was like the person that would come into the classroom and teach for 30 minutes, you know, and I had to develop my own curriculum. It was amazing, like totally a calling, you know, uh, talking about finding your passion. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I knew when I stepped into the classroom that I belonged there and I, I loved it so, so much. And then I happened to meet the right people at the right time. It happened to be a nightclub. <laughs> uh, Guy Hagi was there. He knew my dad. My dad had randomly told him that I might be interested in TV, which mind you, when I told my dad this, it was among a list of like, oh, or maybe I'll go to the army or maybe I'll fix cars or maybe I'll be a chef. Maybe I'll be on TV. Anyway, that led to Guy Hagi approaching me in a dark corner in a nightclub and saying, we're starting a morning show. Your dad said that you're interested. You should come in. And I met the news director. He gave me his card and I wrote to him fast forward. He tells me later when we become friends, he had no idea who I was when I wrote to him because he was drunk when he gave me his card. Oh. <laughs> but I'm standing, sitting there in my French, you know, office at Le Chardin Academy. And my co-teacher was like, you should email them. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I emailed them. I know nothing. You know, he writes back to me, such a kind man. Chris Archer was his name, um, is his name. And he gives me an AP news release and says, write a 30 second VO. And I write back, what's a VO about how long is 30 seconds? Can you give me an example? And he didn't ignore me. He wrote back. And so I wrote this God awful VO, which is a voiceover. If you don't know, and, and then I went into the station, I was invited in to read my voiceovers, which were written very terribly because I don't know how to write for news. I'm a 23 year old, like former Miss Hawaii French teacher, elementary school French teacher. I love it. This is amazing. <laughs> and, then, and then I sit down with Kiahi Tucker. So I'm like, what? <laughs> really? You're oh, Okay. So I sit on the desk and I'm like starstruck and they have my script in there and I'm trying to read this 
super wordy, terrible voiceover on a teleprompter. I've never read on a teleprompter. I mean, it was God awful. And, and then they had like breaking news pop up and it happened to be about tsunamis. Your I mean, jam, sis. Let's be being honest. In the right, right. Being in the right <laughs> place at the right time, knowing right. you are where you're supposed to be Amazing. and just like serendipity. My dad's a tsunami expert. So I was able to just like totally riff on that. And then out of nowhere, they're like, get on the weather wall and do a weather cast. And I'm like, ah, no preparation. Don't know how to use a weather wall. The guy, Jeff Booth was his name, was sitting below the camera, basically helping me. And I'm literally saying under my breath, Jeff, what's that? And he would say, clouds. <laughs> and I'd have my hand out looking, you know, and the clouds are coming in. And then I'd be like, Jeff, what's that? that's radar. It shows rain and blah, 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 blah. And then surf came up and I'm a surfer. And so I was able to just kind of riff on surfing and the ankle slappers and the conditions and, you know, Don Sesh, whatever, like using lingo and stuff. And for some reason, so I went through four different interviews and I remember now Honolulu mayor, Rick Blangiardi, who was the GM of KGMB at the time telling me we have a box full of overqualified people. And for some reason, we keep coming back to you. <laughs> and that was the beginning of my career in news. And so I completely pivoted. I had started one year of my master's program and I let it go. And I enrolled in broadcast meteorology and it did a intense um, three-year program it was a distance learning program with Mississippi state to become a meteorologist while I was working. And so it was like wow. full-time and school. It was like super hard, but when you're in your twenties, like do it. Yeah. Right, <laughs> if you right. are in your twenties and you're listening to this podcast, just do it, <laughs> yeah. do all the hard work now. Trust me. It pays off later. Um, and, and so then fast forward 15 years, right? I mean, I was at H&N or KGMB turned into H&N, Hawaii News Now. Um, I was there for five years and then I moved to a neighbor island and they don't have news stations on neighbor island. So I had to resign and I gave birth to my first baby, Jackson. And then I um, didn't do news for a little while. Then Maui Watch, I ended up doing like Facebook updates for them during a hurricane season. And then Maui Now ended up approaching me and they actually wanted to pay me. So I was like, all right, I'm in. And, <laughs> and then I was with Maui Now for six years and I lost my job due to COVID. Uh, they just laid off all uh, freelancers. Wow. And that was kind of a, a low moment. But if you follow me, you know that it doesn't matter if I'm being paid or not. I I update people because it's, it's a, I know it's a part of my calling because you've told me it is, you know, right. so finding your passion again, sometimes you need other people to go, you're really good at this. Like mm -hmm. I trust you in this area, please keep going. And so I, I do, I feel that from people and I feel that on within me, that that's a responsibility of mine. So when COVID hit, you know, I was updating people around the clock when lane hurricane lane was approaching us. And whenever there's any type of weather, you know, I really, I take it to heart and I, I, it's, it's a, it's a passion. We always watch you versus the news when, you know, these things happen because it just feels like, you know, our sister is taking her and her daddy are out looking for us. You know, they're looking out for us. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, and so then uh, KITV approached me and COVID was kind of a blessing in disguise as far as that goes, because 
they, everyone was working from home. Mm-hmm. And so they had the bright idea that why can't we have an anchor on a neighbor island? And so they made history. And I'm the first ever anchor or reporter based on a neighbor island. And I hope that this becomes a thing. I mean, Chelsea Davis is now in Maui, which I right. love, yeah. you know, so I, I hope that this becomes a thing. And so now rewind a little bit. I did go back to school in 2019 and it's, what's kind of crazy about what spawned it is I was pregnant and then I wasn't and losing this baby to miscarriage was, which was my first miscarriage ever. I remember calling all of my, my best friends and none of them had miscarried before. Mm-hmm. And I just felt so alone. Um, cause you hear that one in four women do. And, and, and I, now I know that I'm not alone. But in that moment, it just felt so lonely because it was just me and everyone and my support system didn't have um, anything to offer me in that moment. And it took some time to process that, that, you know, something you thought would happen and you start to just rearrange your whole life to accommodate this new future and this new beginning. And then it's gone. And it was so crazy how my body like immediately just went back to being normal. And that was probably the hardest part was like feeling so pregnant, like the crazy dreams and the nausea and the, you know, just, uh, you know, back pain, like it's crazy. My body just, I know my body so well and it happened almost immediately. And then once I lost the baby, it was all gone just as quickly. And that was like a reset moment for me. I remember sitting with Kaimana on our, my couch, like in our living room and just like not knowing what the new beginning would be. And I don't know where it came from. It was like this little voice in my head that just said, maybe you should go back to school. (laughs) It was so random. Like what? Mm -hmm. This carriage is going to lead to my brain saying, go back to school. But maybe it was like that, where did that love, that love needed like to flow somewhere, right? That passion. And I've always had a passion for communication, the science of human communication. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah, I don't know. It was just a calling. And so I started asking questions and I called a former professor. I asked my husband, I asked my friends and 99% of them were like, do it, <laughs> which was crazy. What? It's crazy. I'm a mother of two kids. Like I live on Maui. Oahu is where college is, you know, the university is like this. It's, is it even possible yet? All of you are telling me to do it. And somehow we like, it was just crazy how, when you're in the right place, there are signs everywhere. And I think first you need to get right with yourself though, that because I was already kind of, it was that um, 19 for 2019 that we did with Kaimana Mm -hmm. that helped to like, just snap me out of, yeah, like it was so powerful to be with all of you women, you know, and be sharing our lives, sharing our, um, our struggles and our triumphs and to feel so supported in that space. And it really helped me to kind of reset 
and like I've been saying this whole time, identify my values and look at that list and go, okay, so how am I, it was less about achieving, which I know we started this whole relationship with like achievement. Mm-hmm. It, my list was about, um, uh, so I think your soul one of the was calling was, you. Yeah. You, you're, you, yes. this is soul calling, you know, and when you got clear and I think that there's these moments where the, the breakthrough comes from the breakdowns and the, these pains ends up turning into purpose and, and all of that, everything you've had up until this point, all of the achievements and the lessons you are now being able to use it in such an even more powerful way through the platform that you've created, not only online, but in the podcast and, and out in the community. And so it always comes full circle, but I just love this story so much. And I relate, and I know so many of you relate. And when you go through something, there's a part of you that you're here in front of people's faces, but something feels like it's died inside of you, you know, and loss is loss. So I'm really grateful that you honored taking that time, you know, to, to process everything and what came from it is now going to affect so many lives. So I just want to tell you that I really honor that part of your story because you so much. Yeah. I, I feel that on such a deep level, having gone through, but thesis baby for me now, when I see this hashtag and when I see this is going to just really, you know, I want to share it even more so. And I'm grateful that I've been able to connect here and take this, this message out. And I really want everyone to check out communication podcast. It just launched. So the first episode that we kind of talked about, what are some of the things that we're going to hear on your podcast? Well, to loop back to like, what is a thesis baby? Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is kind of crazy, right? That like the loss of a baby ended up leading to the, the birth of this thesis baby. And a lot of people kind of refer to their theses as a baby because it just, it takes all of you. It takes nurturing. It takes just so much goes into it. And then you have something (laughs) that you poured so much love and planning and research and just everything into that. Now you have, you have this thing to show for it. And I knew that I didn't want my thesis baby to just be, or my my thesis paper, my thesis project to just be something that ended with the degree. Going Mm -hmm. back to school was never about one more accolade. Like, you know, I need that MA after my name. It was never about that. It was about what can I do with, like you said, with this platform and with my passions and with my skills and how can I help people? And, um, you know, it might seem so silly. There's so much crazy stuff happening in the world right now, like with Afghanistan and just COVID and people are dying. And, and here I am, like, I want to teach you about communication, (laughs) but, but like you said, that's, that's what every single issue is missing. Truly at the core of it is, is communication. Leadership needs communication, relationship needs communication, it doesn't have to make sense, but you've carved your own path. And that's why I love, you know, the mission of Beyond the Reef, because you exemplify that going beyond what makes sense, what's normal, what's accepted, and you've carved a path that's going to light the way for so many. So 
Oh, I hope so. I mean, I hope the podcast resonates with people and that it helps them, even if it's just it helps them to have a discussion, you know, that someone listens to it and then they bring that knowledge or the thoughts that are popping up into their head into a conversation with their partner or into a conversation with their children or at their workplace or with their best friends. And so Mm -hmm. the first season is all about communication and technology. I wanted to really focus on, because communication is so broad. (laughs) So, and there's so much to talk about within communication and technology. So, so far, the ones that are already released are um, the impacts that social media are having on us. We talk about the positivity bias. So that's our inclination to always post our best selves online. And Dr. Spotswood shared with us us a perspective shift, which was, this is not so different to normal life. (laughs) We, you know, try to present ourselves in our best light. If we are giving a presentation or going to work or sometimes even dropping off the kids at school, that's not me, but that might be you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, look at me right now. I got the tiraba, no makeup, (laughs) like I'm shiny. but I knew that you would appreciate this version. (laughs) So maybe even there, I'm actually doing the positivity bias. I know Uli is not going to judge me. She might think better of me that I don't have my lashes on right now, (laughs) you know? So I'm falling into that still. So anyway, that's like, that was such a cool conversation. Um, uh, deception, digital deception. We're going to get into, we're going to get into cyberbullying. Already posted is fubbing, which is phone snubbing. So that's when we rubbing. use our, okay. it's called fubbing. Oh, fubbing. Yeah. Oh. Rubbing is something else. I think. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, really? Okay. Fubbing. Got it. Got it. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to go down the a spiral. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> um, yeah. So fubbing, so phone snubbing, and that's when you ignore people when you're on your phone. And it's this new thing that we've all, you know, we all now do, and we fell into it. So how do we deal with that? How do we set expectations? Because we all just rolled into it and no one was like, okay, this is what I expect. This is what I don't. This is what's happening to our communication because you're doing this. And so we talk about the research, what it is doing to our communication and how we can counteract that. And it's so interesting. Like one of the things I I would expect just as an outsider, I'd be like, oh, probably I just need to stop doing that but it's nuanced. We can't Mm. just stop doing it. Guess what? Technology is a part of our lives and we need to learn to live with it. And so one of the strategies that I'll share with you is shared expectations. So we can have a shared expectation that for this 30 minutes, this hour, we're all on our phones. We're all on our devices. And actually that works well for our communication, but we can also have an expectation that during dinner time, all the phones are put away. And it's the important part is communicating this expectation and having the conversation with your ohana to to say this is what we want for our particular situation because my life is going to be very different from your life ui or from any of you that are listening and we can recognize that and celebrate that and we can all have our own different types of rules <laughs> it's I love okay that so much <laughs> i just made a big star about that because now that I have teens too then I'm like okay shared expectation for sure when it comes to technology (laughs) so much good and I know I'm excited to dive into all the episodes and I'm sure you are if there is one 
final thought that you'd love to leave with those that are listening right now? And of course, you know, my audience is very wahine focused. What would you love to share as far as going for after your dreams and making things happen for, you know, for your own joy and not just going after accolades like you're saying, but really stepping into your purpose? What's the last, you know, final thought you'd like to leave? We, I had chicken skin as you are asking me this, um, sis, it is all about progress. So in my um, episode zero, you'll hear this phrase. And if you follow me, you've probably heard it a million times. Slow progress is still progress. And this came from my thesis advisor when I was having a really, really tough week. I only turned in one page of work and she wrote back, like, I'm going to cry that when you feel your worst and someone is there to lift you up and to send you something like an email that simply says slow progress is still progress. <sighs> That's what I have to share with you. And my, my personal motto and our family's motto, which I grew up with, which most of you probably grew up with too. Practice makes perfect. No, no sis practice makes progress makes progress well I appreciate you so much I cannot wait again to you know probably have you back like I feel like there's a lot more that we I would love to communication and it would be cool <laughs> if we got Kaimana in here too talking about community because there's so much more that I know Malika you have to teach us especially around being more vulnerable and open and and all the things but I really appreciate you I'm grateful for you in our community as a whole and just as a pillar amongst Wahine so thank you sis and have a beautiful day thank you so much and I love your podcast Ui it's thank wonderful you. I have a whole list of things like being a beginner winging it um homeschool <laughs> so morning <winging> routine <laughs> meditation. I can't do the 5am. So we have a lot to talk about. So if you want to like break down your former episode, let's okay. do it. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Take care. We'll see you on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you loved what you heard and just want to share it with all your teachers out there, sis, do me a favor, screenshot post and tag me on Instagram so I can stock your profile and we can connect more. There's so much goodness coming your way. So don't forget to subscribe and I would love it if you left a five-star review so we can grow this space for our wahine. Mahalo for being here. Now get out and show the world how amazing you are.